so welcome 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 this is culture digest and i'm your host natalie O. i'm back again for a part two on toxic relationships with my friend m because yeah. last week we only hit the tip of the iceberg yeah when talking about romantic relationships but we never really got into toxic family situations and dynamics or friendships because those are very important too so m how you doing i'm chilling what's up culture digest Thank you for coming back. Absolutely, absolutely. For the craziness. <laughs> we had a lot of good reactions last week. So if you're here from last week, we're just giving you what you wanted, what the people asked for, which was in part two. Now people want to jump on. They want to have these conversations. I think that's hella dope. So <clears throat> where do we begin on this topic? Because honestly, last week, M had the PhD and all that in nice. relationships. I have the double mother freaking master. Double mother freaking! <laughs> yeah, I want to tone it down. My last week, oh snap! Oh snap! I'm just sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. It's like just, it's Vietnam around it here. Was, listen, it was normal <laughs> conversation. That's what happens. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so when you Google it, because when when M brought up this topic last week to me, well, not last week. When was it? A couple days ago. You was like, oh, we should do one like expanded on other relationships. So I didn't really look at it. M says she looked at it, and what? How you felt about the list of the characteristics? Oh well, some of them I don't relate to, family-wise, but then friendship ones. Oh boy, I think I got the double, double master, master, mother freaker up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might have a little associates or <laughs> a little PA in that one. <laughs> nah, so when I looked up. M said, like, as far as family members, she didn't really, like, feel connected to toxic family members. And, and you know what? I love that for her. <laughs> Let's give it up for M. <laughs> I mean, hey, who knows? If we go down this list, I might have a couple. Maybe. I might be like, wait a minute. <laughs> yo, because this is about to turn into an infomercial. infomercial. So when you Google it, Thank it you for says... <laughs> no, really, though. And, and you might be in a toxic family dynamic and don't even know it so today's episode is going to be a learning lesson for you too Word. so it characterizes um toxic behavior as not showing concern for like these are toxic traits in people uh-huh. um not showing concern for your feelings needs or rights acting harsh and critical calling you names violating your boundaries over and over refusing to compromise with you on anything Acting entitled, always having to be right, feeling the rules don't apply to them, making unfair demands of you, not taking responsibility for their actions, blaming others for their mistakes or flaws, rarely saying they're sorry for something, wild mood and behavior swings and sessions of rage, lying and or guilting you to get their way, manipulating you to get control, to get to control or take advantage of you and others to get what they want so these were some toxic behaviors that were listed and immediately i think i thought about damn near every member in my family <laughs> oof I, I i can relate uh being an outside perspective on friends and their families like i've seen toxic 
and that or being on the outside is is not as bad as being on the inside but on the outside you're like whoa it's horrifying yeah like, it's equally traumatizing yeah i mean because you want to be there for that person you're like that's not how it's, i mean if you're not raised in that kind of situation or environment you're like you know that's not how i think you should be treated bro like you're more than welcome to come chill with my fam if you need a second fam you know you're part of it that's, that's dope you know that's really I dope. have seen friends go through it, and we actually have, like, I wouldn't say that he was traumatized, like, as a child. I mean, I just felt like his, I guess his mom wasn't really there for him, and he was my brother's uh, really close friend. So, he, we've been around him since we were eight. He's literally he's called like my mom, brother. mom. Yeah. Okay, fire. He lived with us. Like, he's cool. He's a cool little dude. <laughs> Nah, and that's dope that you provided a friendship like that because, um, like I said, I got the double masters <laughs> in toxic family members. So, basically, like, um, that's what a person that grows up in that environment needs the most is like an outside, like a resource, I feel like. About that forever. But, um, so apparently some of you requested us to talk about family and friends so i guess y'all want to hear some relatable things <laughs> so what's the craziest thing a friend has ever done to you oh like bad or like like the most like either manipulative like it could have been they spread a rumor about you it could have been well i had a really close guy friend take my girl from me. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> no. Like how did he achieve that? Um, I don't know. He's probably smooth, I guess. I don't know. Like I don't know how that happened, but he so told were you that, guys um, like were you guys like um always with the girl together? Like like hanging no. out or anything? What happened was is that when MySpace was a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, this was way back when. Yeah, when MySpace okay. was a thing. And uh, you know how you had your like top friends or whatever? Right. Right, right, right. So, I was nasty with the graphics, by the way. Word. Yeah. <laughs> I had the song and everything. Oh, and my shit was teardropping. <laughs> the top of the page. Word. Man, but yeah, continue. Um, she was in my top friends, of course. You know, that's how you kind of, like, put your, like, you know, how yeah, we did like it back the then. Boo, yeah, yeah, whatever. Who's your internet mom? And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, he was like, yo, who's that? I was like, oh, she's off limits, my guy. Like, that's my girl. And I was like, oh, okay. Little, he was like, my bad, my bad. I was just wondering. I was like, um, she's got friends. Like, here's some couple of her other people or whatever. And... Little did I know they were behind my back messaging to each other. Wow. Yeah. She she even ended up having a kid by him. You are not nah. the icing on the, the, the cake. The icing on the cake, she sure did. And she was like my first like adult girlfriend. Really Yo, that's the way that people turn into villains. You know that? <laughs> like situations like that? Wow. Yeah. I've had a lot of friends do me dirty. I'm trying to think. I mean, I've had some. I ain't gonna lie. I've had. <laughs> oh, some that's not the first time. Well, when I actually dated men, that my man was taken from me. That's not the first time. 
I'll tell you that. Oh, wait, you had a boyfriend in your life? I've had a couple boyfriends in my life, I have. Aw, uh, I can't <laughs> picture you with a boyfriend. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't Listen, see it. Listen, it was hard uh, times. We were trying to cover it up. Had to make it believable, okay? I'm so glad. <laughs> Had to make it believable, honey. So you, so, so a, a homegirl of yours took your nigga? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I have never. But I took his ex-girlfriend. So we're even. Damn, that was an even swap. (laughs) We're even, mother. Boom, double homicide. Double robbery. Listen. I'm trying to think if I've ever had a girl take a guy from me that was a friend of mine. No. Yo, shorty's out here. I think chicks don't have to try me like that, though. But then again, honestly, I've always been this way. Like, I don't give a fuck about niggas type of vibe. Like, so I don't be, like, showing them off and... And like, like you not gonna be able to take my dude, cause you not gonna know if I got a dude. Don't got a dude. I don't bring him around my friends. I'm mm, weird like that. Like you, I keep my you. boyfriends and my girlfriends, unless he's a real dope. Like one time I brought some girls around a dude I was dating, but he wasn't my boyfriend. Yeah. Like when I'm serious with a dude, uh, uh-uh. uh, I'm like super locked in. My friends don't get to meet him, but that's rarely. Like I, I rarely ever give a fuck about these niggas. I swear to God, it's not an internet. It's not an Instagram persona. It's a real thing. Like, <laughs> I don't post them like if you ever saw me post the guy just know we're already married or like i'm hostage and you need to help me oh, hostage. <laughs> not the hostage part because <laughs> i just won't do it i will not uh, do it i mean i'm one to put my person out there so i don't yes yeah, so yeah, yeah so that's my fault i'll be fucking baiting and be like yo be like, like that? listen that? people Although, are so toxic your, your friends are the most toxic though because like especially like your close friends they be the ones that be all up in the sauce so you know for the most part yeah that could be real true yeah they, that could be real true your close friends the ones that you actually bring your people around like the ones who ain't really loyal and they will be weeded out real quickly are the ones that usually attempt and usually try you know I'm to not come gonna at lie you. yo I see I, in this episode we're opposites guys cause she she got the friendship down packed and I got the family side down packed the toxic family but yeah I'm really trying to think of like I said I've had girls do like girlfriends do like Things that, like, is like, all right, you dragged it. But something serious like that, like taking a partner or, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I've been blessed. I ain't going to lie. Maybe God knew I had fucked up family. So he always made sure that I had, like, good friends on my side because I yeah, can't really that's factual. the normal shit. Like, I mean, I've dealt with talking behind my back. But then again, I've like, now that I'm older, I've learned to look at it as sometimes your friend might vent to the wrong person and it'll come out sounding like they was talking crazy about you yeah but they was just venting and i've also learned that somebody's not gonna like you 100 percent because before i used to get tight like what y'all had a conversation behind my back or <laughs> you know but the, i realized that's childish sometimes people might vent and, and and they might vent to the wrong person and it gets misconstrued or something but yeah like something crazy like like what else what is something crazy besides them taking your partner that you <sighs> experienced with a friend um i mean i got picked on i got picked on by your own friends um yeah 
Yeah, I've gotten picked on by my old friends. Um, I've gotten the whole like, I guess typical bully shit, you know. Within your own friend group? Yeah, that's That's like a foreign language to me because it's like, what your friends and you stood around these people? No, I was one to cut you off, but they were just people who were always around. I was oh. one to cut you off, but they were just people always around. I am. I won't speak to you. I have a nasty attitude. Like I, <laughs> you will know that I don't mess with you. Like, Once you're done, cool. you done. Yeah, I'm out. Um, yeah, I've had them be mean. I've had them talk behind my back. You know, like always about the weight, of course. I mean, I was, I was bullied from elementary all the way to like the end of middle school, maybe my ninth grade year. And looking at me, you wouldn't think that, but yeah. So and then and like within friends, like it, those are the ones that talk the most shit about you. They're the ones that know the that most shit about so you. That is so insane. Yeah, I I never had a a group of friends around me that I could trust. That wasn't behind my back talking shit. So, I do now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, because I learned to stay away. But no, not really. Always kind of been like a loner. Because of that factor, because of friends being on a toxic point like that. But now in my adult life, I see that there's friends who are greedy with their friends. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't stand a clingy, like, why you hanging out with other people? Like, girl, we are, I know I'm pushing 30, you already there. I don't got time for that. <laughs> That's good. And also, like, another thing that I always found childish it's like when people have an issue with another friend of yours and they expect you to stop talking to that person because you now, like... They feel I, like you're overdoing their friendship? Like you're trying to outdo them with this other person? No, I mean, like, let's say somebody introduced you to somebody or y'all have a mutual friend and now they get into a falling out and then you got that one toxic friend that'll come back like... Oh, you're supposed. I don't talk to her no more. So why are you talking to her? Oh, I, don't. I feel like if I mean I feel like if it was a major yeah, if it was a major thing, I feel yeah. like you rock with yours. Yeah. But if it's on some some petty shit that y'all could y'all could y'all could actually yet. like talk and fix this shit about, then I'm gonna just still do me like or even yeah like yeah like 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 now if it was a fight or if somebody disrespected your child. Or something in that regard. Okay, yeah. I can see choosing sides, but I just feel like motherfuckers is too grown to be tripped up. And I think that that's a toxic trait as if as a friend. Not realizing that your relationship with someone and, 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 and so your friend's relationship with someone is not an extension of y'all relationship. It's a total different relationship. Yeah. You know, and, and unless there was major disrespect, something unforgivable, something that I, goes morally against what I think is right. No, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, like I've, I've, I've seen that play out and it's like, yeah, that's ridiculous. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk crazy about you in front of this friend and I wouldn't let them talk crazy but that doesn't mean that I, I, I gotta stop hanging out with this friend because y'all have issues like that's so crazy yeah no but that clingy friend thing mm -mm. oh yeah girl like you're you're my friend like why are you over there you know or like you guys uh, you've experienced that for real oh yeah and you didn't laugh in this person's face. I mean I did laugh <laughs> like girl at your big age you listen like that. I mean I'm like, 
it happened even in my my uh high school days like there were i've had a couple of friends like that too like like you said like oh you chilling with this person like why like listen bruh we all could be cool if you let some shit go. You a heavy weed smoker. That's one thing, y'all. I don't know that she's super zen. <laughs> <laughs> like I told you in the first episode, she's a heavy, heavy weed smoker. <laughs> she's like, peace, love, and happiness. And happiness, please. Um, I don't got time for drama. But yeah, I've had people get jealous of, um, like... I'm one of those friends, not going to lie, <laughs> that when I get into a relationship, I do tend to spend more time with Terrible. my person that than is my horrible. friends. But no, I'm also the type to be like, let's do shit together, like as a unit. That's not good though. <laughs> See, that does, it don't, yo, that's like I, that's like when your friends that don't have kids invite you and you got kids and they be like, oh yeah, you can bring the kids. Bruh, nobody wants to be around the kids. Alright. That's the thing. Alright. Say that to No, me but I, I've had times where I just hung out with my people by myself. Like I have, but it just wasn't as constant. Like it wasn't like it was before I was in a relationship. Like I wasn't gonna fucking just So leave how my- much of the time were you dedicating to the friendships and how much of the time were you dedicated to the relationship? Uh, That's a heavy question right there. You may not think, but this person could be like, damn, I went from speaking to her five days a week to now I may get a text every two weeks. Yeah, I'm horrible. Yeah, see, I knew it. I'm kidding. I'm right the, to- the, the toxic friend. <laughs> That's why I got a PhD in this subject, because I'm that toxic friend. <laughs> you can relate on both ends. I can, yeah. Nah but, nah, but I do agree, though, with you on one thing that I feel like that's another toxic trait amongst friends if your if your friend who's been single this whole time now gets and, and vice versa single friends stop trying to do single shit with your homegirl or your homeboy that's in a relationship it's not the same when this person gets into a relationship they can't do things the same as before they can't be on the phone with you 24 7 gossip yeah that out. bothers me your so let's not are, have let's they, not be friends with people in relationships when we're single <laughs> no 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 singles I, unite I, I, <laughs> like that but i definitely think there has to be a healthy balance because throughout friendships you're gonna evolve in so many different stages some of y'all are gonna graduate college and y'all gonna be on a college frame because i feel like this is why a lot of childhood relationships don't last because just like with relationships throughout life you're gonna grow and y'all either grow together or y'all grow apart and a lot of people don't put the effort into understanding like for example, like you said, oh, when I get into a relationship, I get in a in a relationship frame of mind. Yeah. Which, yeah, you got to have a healthy balance. But I'm pretty sure there was friends who didn't even try to understand it further and just fell away from the whole relationship in general. Like, oh, you know why I ain't going to be her friend? Because every time she get in a relationship. And that's not healthy either. I think that single friends should respect it when, they're, when their friends get into a relationship. It doesn't mean it's the end of y'all era. It's just as fresh, it's new, and they, you know, they get yeah, immersed. Yeah, let them go through the honeymoon stage. Let right. get in, yeah, like you said, immersed into the relationship. Yeah, I get it. Like, I get the whole, like, balancing your friends and stuff like that. Yeah, I am that toxic friend that kind of, I don't forget my friends. It's just that, like, at those times, like, things Your being can... becomes one. <laughs> 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 it's the, it was the relationship. 
and you no longer see or feel. No. Tell yourself. You are doing it as one. All life one. That is no, but it's also like I had um, I had like the schedule like. My schedule switched up. Like, I got a promotion, like, and my promotion was to kill myself on overnights for, like, three <laughs> fucking years. Oh, that's hard. So, and it's hard to have a friendship with, first of all, I would barely get to see my partner, and we live together. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then, you know, you guys worked in the daytime, and by the time I'm going in at midnight... You ready to cap out. Like, you're not sitting up talking to me. No, that's a fact. You know? it, it's hard to balance. That's another thing, too. Lifestyle reasons. Because when I... um, When I've worked overnight, I definitely found that I had a lot less friends to talk to. But it makes sense. The rest of the world is on a different schedule than you. So it does, it does make it harder. It does make it harder, yeah, for I, sure. I've had it. But I've also had it, like, both spectrums, too. Like... I've had friends who worked overnights and I worked day shifts, so we fell apart that way too. You know, one of my friends' the friendships ended, but th- this chick was kind of toxic. She was a really good friend of mine too. Like I really fucked with her. Like to this day, like sh- I still consider her. Like we fell out, you know, over other reasons. But the first time we ever fell out was because I moved to California and I wasn't talking to her as much. But I kept trying to explain, California is three hours ahead of New York. Mm-hmm. So, and then she was a dancer. It's behind, behind. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> behind New York. So, you're getting out of, you, you, like, let's say you waking up at 7 a.m. and you hitting me up. It's 4 o'clock in the morning in California. Yeah. I'm not up. And then by the time I'm ready to talk to you, you're in a different phase of your day and I'm in a different phase and so yeah we had a big falling out about that because she was like oh you move over there and you forget about me and whatever and I'm just like that's not what it is at all yeah it's just that it it is really different because when I when I went to go visit California it was weird for me and it was just visiting I was calling my parents like Oh shit! It's oh, it's ten it's, o'clock over yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's eleven o'clock over there. It's only eight over here. Yeah. my bad. Like, yeah, exactly. You know. And then when you think about that too, you don't feel like hitting them up because you know they probably up to they not gonna answer you back for a few hours yeah. or they're sleeping. So it's hard. But this friend, she just couldn't couldn't get that, and we fell out. That was our first falling out. But yeah, so yeah, I've had a lot of friends just. I wouldn't say friends, because then they just become acquaintances at that point. But a lot of falling out. A lot of falling out. You know, the talking shit behind your back. The I've had the whole spreading rumors. I've had the whole... The, li- the lying part, like toxic friends. Like, I don't want to chill with you because of this. But then go do something else. Oh, like blowing you uh, off? Oh, yeah. and Like trying to use you for convenience? Yeah, like... That shit, that, that was bad. I've had friends who, in my dumber times, you know, they would use me money-wise. Oh, no. Like, yeah, I was, I mean, I was a little dumb-dumb. I've had some (laughs) falling outs over money, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I definitely had, you know, falling outs over money and, and friendships that I really cared about that fell apart over money. Either, you know, there being some type of disrespect involved or not paying back or whatever case maybe definitely have had those but like you said in the dumb years because i ain't gonna lie like when you're young you're just like whatever 
<laughs> yeah, you like just, you kind of just like some run with the freedom, some like are smart with the freedom. I was totally the type that ran with my freedom. <laughs> I was out. Um, I mean, I guess I have like when we get into the family part. I guess I have like a part that I can contribute in. <laughs> what? what? Let's mean, talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, uh, the whole like I had to like hide my gayness. Did you from your family? I had to hide it um from my mom. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was really scared of my mom. Why? Um, she was just very. My my mom was like my mom would be the type to just give you a look and you'd just be like ooh, and you're like yeah. So you felt like coming out. So it was it something that she said though that made it like a toxic situation. It's like, just like. Would she say the way something? my family and stuff like would react to stuff like that? Like, I yeah, so you know, like, oh, like, so crazy, yeah, like, and then you know, they would, yeah. would they do it like to your face? Like, I'd be there, like, so that's not, you know, that's not a, that's not a normal, normal, it's a normal, uh, yeah, so you know, or some shit like that, like, um, and, you know, or I would hear that the word like bottle or you know yeah uh, maricon like stuff like that i'm not like, gonna lie my father used to make a lot of jokes like that too like real so in a sense yeah i definitely making like slightly homophobic yeah. like com com yeah like conversation oh and don't get me started on the race oh the colorism oh man <laughs> man yo <laughs> Go I ahead, wish take I off. had a damn screen in front of me right now <laughs> where I could put up a picture of my father so y'all could get a good ass laugh. My father looks black. So many people have always thought he was black. And he used to always tell me, don't bring don't bring a, a, a black dude home. And just all these ideologies about black men that they're thugs and that you gotta fix, fix the Oh, brain. yeah. Oh my god, you name it. That is hella toxic, especially with the Spanish communities. Yo, Spanish. Yeah, with people. that shit, yeah, oh there there is some toxic shit towards the dark towards the other brown like even towards our own brown skins. <laughs> Spanish people are slightly on the racist side. <laughs> no, and it's on both sides because my um on my mother's side of the family, I mean, I never witnessed witnessed outright colorism from them, like I, like I said, well, I didn't say it on this one. I said it in the blooper, but mm -hmm. I was raised by my Dominican side of my family. And then my mother is like light-skinned Puerto Rican. Like my, mm. I have a brother that's blonde with blue eyes. Okay. All my Whole different spectrum, like. And I'm the darkest one in that whole, like, my mother's side in general from cousins Grandpa, everybody is like Aryan race, light skin looking. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I even did the ancestry.com to look as far back to see, like, if I saw any col color anywhere. Mm -hmm. That shit must have been deep buried, long hidden secret if Yikes. it's in there because everybody is like light skin, and even if they're brunette, everybody's just super light skin and white looking. Yeah. So, I ain't gonna lie, I've always felt like that side of the family did treat me differently, though. Like, in functions and everything. But like I said, I'm the darkest one on that side. And then on my father's side of the family, I'm one of the lightest. Because everybody's, like, super dark. But I witnessed that colorism so heavy growing up. Like, that old, um, trying to distance themselves from darker-skinned people. And it's like, bro, 
this is one of the pit stops on the transatlantic <laughs> slave trade, okay? Slave trade. And only 33,000 or like 300, no, yeah, only 33,000 black Africans actually even made it to America. <laughs> wow. Out of the millions that were transported. So where do you think those other slaves went they went to jamaica they went to haiti they went to dominican republic they went to puerto rico or far side in puerto rico but they went to puerto rico they went to you know u.s virgin islands barbados bermuda all those places so it's just so laughable when you see dominicans displaying colorism and that toxicity within the family like telling the girls to get relaxers so their hair could be straight and they could appear to be like i know there's a long deep rooted history but that's definitely a huge toxic trait in a hispanic family mm. is that colorism because i remember the insecurity yeah. i also used to feel like listening to my father talking about how he preferred and I didn't realize till I was older, but I would listen. Even the drawings that he would draw for me as a child, it would be light-skinned looking women with long hair. And if you look at my mother, like almost all his baby mothers are light-skinned, long black hair. Like they look nothing like me. Yeah. But yeah, he used to constantly talk about that, about how he, he preferred lighter-skinned women and Puerto Rican women. It was just crazy. So yeah, another... I guess that criticizing, like you said about the gay thing, that would definitely tie into something toxic. Because that breaks a person's self-esteem down, especially if you know. Like, I'm pretty sure you would hear this when you were younger, well, yeah, right? Yeah, it was always like, when are you going to find a boyfriend? Or, oh, wow. You know, one of those, like, uh, you don't like him or, you know, like, stuff like that. Like, oh, like them pushing guys on you like, and stuff? I, like, so I always felt like, I'd had, like I had to bring a boy home. Like, really? Yeah, like I felt like there was. And in my house, it was the complete. Opposite. Yeah, when I was not. like when I was younger, like like I don't know. Yeah, I was always felt like I was expected to have a boyfriend, but a lot of mem family members was really like you know I don't think so. I don't think she's gonna ever have a boyfriend. You know? Oh, they were throwing the hits out yeah. there and fake trying to out you. And um, oh, I got outed though. I wasn't the one who actually told really that I was uh, gay. Yeah, my cousins kind of told on me. Your cousin? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how I used to. <clears throat> that was not their story to tell. Yeah, I used to leave my house just as a girl, but in my book bag I had what? like dude clothes, so I would change at their house. And one time, my mom caught my ass changing. No. Yeah, and I was like, you know, like when you're trying to be you, but you're still trying to figure it out. But, you know, we were in high school, so it was like they were already in the high school scene before I was. So being a girl dressed tomboyish at the time was considered you were gay. Yeah. So they were automatically pinning me down as gay and not letting me figure out whether I was gay or not. Right. Kind of just like threw me out, you know? So I, I used to fake, like, I have a boyfriend and I used to like... No. Yeah, um, kind of like... Ugh. On the subject that I had, like, I had one boy who was, he actually did like me, but I had, like, used him. Oh, Basically, like I was like, I'm going to kiss you and everything, but don't get crazy. Like, ah! <laughs> don't think that this he is serious. Was, he was your beard. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I kind of had to hide my, uh, my little gayness from my family. And then when I came out, a lot of members were like, oh, I knew. And okay. a lot of members. Were so for the most part, people were supportive, though. 
Yeah, for the most part. And then, like, uh, now with all this, like, I guess being, to me, the only gay member that I actually know. I just recently met a cousin, but we're not close like that, you know. Um, and they are trans now. They, oh, that they is went from, crazy. They went from female to male. And uh, I'm kind of like, I guess, the guru on the gays. So I'm supposed to know what everything's going on and stuff <laughs> like that, you know. You're supposed to have the formal yeah, the, the You're form, the LGBT I'm, I'm news. The, I am. I am. I'm supposed family. to, yeah, explain and stuff like that, which I don't mind. I don't mind explaining to you. And it's good that your family is actually, like, supportive and they're not, like bashing you or ostracizing you no they wouldn't bash me but they sure as hell would totally be the type like oh look at that faggot over there type shit yeah like like right in your face <laughs> like yeah like yeah that, that's like still that. that's still definitely like they should definitely be more and i use uh i word. use the word faggot of course but it's not like I'm not using it towards the gay man. I'm using it towards them. Yeah, oh, so wow. I kind of, yeah, I kind of be. I, so you use it as an insult. I use That's it as an insult toxic. to them. It is a little toxic, it's but I'll give away them. the respect from you. Like if you do, if you calling them that in a slur way, then they probably thinking of it as like, oh, so you're the same thing. So you're saying that's bad. You're saying it's bad to be gay. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not saying it's bad to be gay. I'm just. I don't know, because, like, men don't like to be called a faggot, so it kind of pisses them <laughs> off. <laughs> so I'll be that toxic asshole and be like, oh, yeah, you fucking faggot. But oh I don't I don't God. mean it, like, because I love, I would never call you guys that, but as they refer to y'all, you know, the F word. <laughs> I don't think of y'all that way. I love my, I love gay men. <laughs> Me and gay men can have relationships together. No, I love gay men. Gay <laughs> they men are, are so... so cool. They're catty and petty, but they are. I know so some who are not. I love them. I know who are who some who are not. And they're like super flamboyant, but they're like so cool and chill. And I know like, a few of those too. I like. I love the whole community. Like I got. I stand up for all of you guys, but I do use the term, but I don't use it in that derogatory meaning. But I know it has that derogatory meaning. <laughs> <laughs> Feel me? <laughs> Yo, that just spun my head for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like. <coughs> Yeah, so I guess that would, that would be, like, kind of my toxic thing when it comes to family. Like, I had to kind of, like... Wait, so you do it to your own family? Huh, hell yeah. Why? I'll call a cousin the bag. Like, just not even, like... Like, if we're messing around, I'll be like, oh, you're such a fag bag. Like, just... It's one of those things. Yeah, your family doesn't sound very toxic at all. No. You're good, is there a ghost? At all. I, mean, I don't know. I like you looked around, so I looked around. Oh, you can't start doing sudden movements in this bitch. <laughs> yeah, I me mean, looking too. Oh, but not. Man. Yeah, no, like. So, what you got toxic wise and family aspect? Family wise, okay, so just a lot of inappropriate, just the way that, and I'm sure my cousins, which I wish they were on this podcast too, because they can tell you better than I can. This, my, my father's side of the family that I grew up with, like, growing up, it was so cool, like, but they, they still were toxic, like, they were the type, like, if, let's say, I'm your mother, and you're my daughter, and you get your period today, now I'm calling the whole family, everybody knows, like, to me, that's toxic, because that's, that's stepping over a, a, a boundary of your child, like, you're not protecting your child, like, and they were that type, like, they would how should I explain it? Like, bash their own children 
to their siblings like a weird toxic dynamic and then get upset when everybody in the family is making up siblings because that's how like my family was it was like playing telephone let's say I got in trouble today at school for kissing a boy uh-huh. now my father goes and calls my aunt and tells my aunt Natalie got in trouble for kissing a boy now my aunt calls another aunt and was like oh my god Natalie got suspended from school because they found her sucking dick in the staircase oh, whoa. and then that turns into that one aunt calls one aunt and it just builds and builds and builds and then by the time like I'm 29 and I'm still finding out rumors from when I was a child oh, that I no. <laughs> like not nothing as severe as that but just yeah. other things like um just other super personal things that's like, what? That never happens. Or like, especially one that I identify with in a toxic family trait, especially pertaining to my own parents, is the not knowing when to apologize to your children. Mm. And it's crazy because a lot of people be like, oh, I love the way you are with Angel. And they see our videos and they're like, oh, he's so like respectful. And oh, you guys look like friends. And I even actually had... A neighbor of mine told me one day that she thinks that I act more of a friend to my son than a parent. But I have to break it down. Like, you don't understand the toxic environment that I grew up in. Like, literally not able to be myself at yeah. all in any way, shape, or form. Not able to pick my own clothes. If, if I liked the crop top and I was nine years old, I was hearing from my father that I was never going to finish high school and that I was going to end up a teenage pregnant dropout, which is ironic because I didn't have a baby till I was 25. I mean, I dropped out of high school, but still. Like, that. <laughs> One know, part, like, dad. <laughs> toxic things like yeah. that. Like. That's why I like putting you down, like just yeah, just automatically not giving you. So I just never really understood parents who went out of their way to tear their children down, or to like say things like that to their child, like oh you're never gonna succeed, or you know, just bringing you down in general. Yeah, like that is so toxic. That is very toxic. To be to to be able to bring somebody else down is just toxic trait in general, and 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 to put another thing that I find toxic in, like family aspect is, your parents wanting you, like wanting to live their life through oh, you. Oh Lord, yeah. yeah, especially those parents that came here from another country. Oh or yeah, from, yo, they want you to be whatever. They what they think that doctors and all that are top of the line. Like that's what you need right. to survive over here. Like yo, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like always hearing all. Oh, <clears throat> I've always been smart, right? So I've always heard like about how I have so much potential and I I, I should be a scientist or this or that. And I agree, you know, I have the mental capacity. I've always been good at, with schoolwork, etc. But I've always been more of a creative person than anything. Yeah. So those kind of things, those kind of remarks are hella toxic because I feel like, once again, I'll revert back to my child. I have my child in both athletics and um, artistic activities. He does baseball and acting, sports and acting. Yeah. Why? Because... <clears throat> You want to give he him might. Options. I want to give him a chance. Yeah. What if he's not? You know, everybody of course wants him to be this athletic ch- boy's boy. But what if, as he's growing up, yeah, he has the body, he has an athletic build like his father. But 
what if that turns out not to be his thing? What if he turns out to like to be a dancer? What if he and I just think it's another toxic trait to impose upon your child so heavily what you want them to be. Like one time I had an argument with my biological mother because she was telling my nephew that he had to do well in school so he can go to college and get good grades. And it was triggering to sit there and watch her have that conversation with him, especially knowing that most of the damn billionaires in this country didn't even finish college. Oh, so absolutely. you're putting this pressure on didn't this eight-year-old boy. Right. Some of them didn't even finish high school. <laughs> Facts. Like, and our millionaires. So, you know, I swept into the conversation and I told my nephew, and listen, if you feel like you don't want to go to college and you want to take a different route, you follow your heart to success. You know, because I saw that whole harping on him shit and I'm like, yeah. You don't know what's going through his mind right now. You don't know if he wants to go to college. You don't know if he's college material. Everybody is not built for college. And everybody also knows that college is the biggest scam in this country. But that's another topic. Oh, sweet. Darling. So, you know, I tried to swoop in with some art advice. Like, it's okay if that's not what you want to do. If you grow up in the future and you want to be... Because he also started talking about how he wanted to be a, a comic book illustrator. That's cool. And they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And my, my, you know, my biological mother was telling him at the time, like, oh, no, but you got to have a more concrete plan. And I feel like swooping in and telling him, no, you can illustrate if you want to. You better start now. Don't practice. Be the best you can be. And she really caught herself having a whole argument with me because she wanted her message. to. And that's that's another part of toxicity. Sometimes parents don't even realize when they're wrong. But it's their way, their point. Yeah, like some parents are like that, yeah. Yeah, like they don't even realize when they're wrong. They won't take no type of constructive criticism besides the not saying sorry for shit they've done. That's another huge one. Like just, your generation is different from my generation. Yeah, that's another thing. Like they're not, a lot of parents, I feel like that's a toxic trait in parents. Like you were raised in times where you really weren't allowed to do things like that. And you're still in a way, passing that on, which is, we you got to get with the times. You can't just, if we, if you keep going back, you'll never step forward. Right. So, like, no. And and that comes with being, I mean, I came from a strict household. Like, yeah. I can relate in that factor. Like, you had to be on top of your shit. Like, you had to finish school. Like, Absolutely. You know, it was something like which that. Which is not a bad which thing. Which is not a bad thing, that but let me tell you, discipline. I didn't finish school. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that it's not a bad thing to be from a household that thinks that education. That's all it was. I yeah. just felt like I took the harder way to get to where I wanted to be. But you also got to your passion, right? Which is baking. Uh, uh cooking. Well, yeah, cooking so, in general. Yeah, so I, I got to where I wanted to be. Yeah, I got to what has intrigued me. What I what I can go back to. I got into like what made me happy, like. We were always, we always ate good. That was one thing for me. Yeah. Like, we always ate good, so that, oh, that stuck with me. And there was always somebody in the kitchen cooking that stuck with me. That's when everybody used to get together. We used to have, like, in my house, like, we every other weekend we was having, like, a, some, somebody's birthday, some party was always at the house. It was always yeah. a lot of cooking. At your was, house? Yeah. Okay, so, so. I'm used to, like, you know, that's what grabbed me. So I stayed there, but, you know. Being a chef was not something that my family put out there as Supported. something. No, it didn't. It wasn't something that they would say like you needed to be. Oh, okay. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It was more of like you needed to be like 
or if you want to be a teacher or a lawyer. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're young, you say stuff like that. But and the really joke know. is on them because the teachers now are freaking they make <laughs> leaving nothing. their teaching job to go <laughs> become general managers at Walmart. There was a story about a guy who was talking about it, how he left his teaching job of like 12 years because he was going to be making like 20, 30 more K being a manager at Walmart. Oh, so uh, why not? Move on up. But it's yeah, crazy teachers, that pressure for all that the parents, work. Yeah, yeah, for all the work and stuff that they do in the medical field, for all that work and stuff that they do. They, your parents always instill you like do something that gives back. That's great. Yeah, that's cool. But those people don't get shit. It's the ones that. that it's the ones that. Like an honorable job. Like yeah. what is really an honorable job? And it's crazy because this is gonna be another <coughs> topic. But I always said this right. People say things like, for example, I danced in my past. And, um, you know, that obviously to so many people wouldn't be an honorable job, right? right? And people would always throw at me like, oh, but you're selling your body. But I, then I used to think about it. Okay, you're sitting here telling me to get a real job, but you're selling your body, your time, your hands, your feet. You're selling your body too, just differently than me. Yeah. And you're getting paid way less for it. That that used to be always my comeback. And it, like what you just said reminded me of that because I remember when my father found out that I was a dancer. Oh my God. I mean, of course, I don't expect any parent to be 100% supportive. And I'm pretty sure he felt disappointed and like, where did I get, go wrong? And you know, because there's such a stigma behind it. But also, you know, the way he handled it was so disgusting to me because he berated me and called me every name in the book. But yet... Like, I ain't going to put his finances out there, but, sir, you do X job <coughs> for this amount of hours and you get paid this much. Yeah. You know, so you can't call me the bottom of the barrel when because the job doesn't align with your morals because it's a job just like yours. And I'm doing probably less of the, the, the physical labor that you're doing to get paid the pennies that you're getting paid. So it was, it was like a whole thing behind that, but that's another episode. We definitely uh, 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 in the future. I'm going to have some strippers on here talk about that life because there's a whole coach and a whole world over there that I definitely want to discuss. But, you know, to bring it back to family and toxic family members, they, they put these high expectations, like you said, and want to live through you. And they, they, they want to be disappointed when you don't measure up, when everybody's not a creative everybody's not a scientific person. Yeah, you know, everybody has their own box. And I think that's why it's always an awesome story when you see, like, somebody break through. Like, we'll use Cardi as an example. Um, You know, she went to college at one point for a little bit amount of time. Her family also told her before she became a dancer and the black sheep of the family also told her they wanted her to be a doctor, they wanted her to be this, they wanted her to be that. And she always talks about that hardship and that lack of support that she got from her family because she was trying to do things her way and in and out of trouble. And still became a huge success story just by being herself. And she even said it in an interview one time how a lot of her family didn't believe in her potential to be more than just a dancer or whatever names they were throwing at her. They were so disappointed in her not becoming a doctor or whatever that they... That they didn't see the vision until she finally blew up. And she blew up off being herself. She didn't have to she become a doctor. Did. Yeah, she didn't she have to become did. a lawyer. She literally all she had to do was start uploading videos with her personality on Instagram. You literally. know? So 
It's things like that. That pressure the parents put, that's definitely super toxic. Because that can make a kid so depressed. Listen. And that pressure, like, can also lead you. You know, some kids will thrive on the pressure, and the it'll make them work harder, and then they'll develop other traumatic issues yeah, from that. But I don't know. I'm very big on protecting self-esteem, yeah. and that's why, like, as I've gotten older, I've gotten a lot better. I used to have an, a very unhealthy attachment to the toxic family dynamic. Oh, you know what? I think I got some more toxic family oh. dynamic. I think <laughs> Let's I got, get into it. Let's go, baby. Um, a lot about uh, physical, physical, uh, your physicality, like. Oh, talking about oh, like, you know, listen, you know, like talking oh, the about fat girl and like. What, like, calling you, like, lovingly or no? Not lovingly. No, like, it was never, like, no. <laughs> like, no. outright to your face? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, it would always be, there would always be a comment. It would always be, like, to make me feel bad. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and I got that both ways. I got that as on the friend side, and I got that on the family side. Like, my weight was always something that was a joke. Damn, but you never told them. <laughs> Yo, you know what it is? You're not from New York. So yeah. you're not oh, accustomed oh, to cutting me. ass. <laughs> nah, because you shouldn't cut they ass. Listen, everybody got something. Everybody got something. And you definitely should start cutting their ass. <laughs> you know what? This is where I'm going to become the petty toxic family. Oh, because I fully advocate now in adulthood. To tell everybody, I actually just had experience like that recently, to tell everybody to fuck off. <sighs> like, from your past that made you feel bad, like if they made you feel bad about your weight, if they, if they... Oh, yeah. You know, if they emotionally abused you. I'm a huge believer that, yeah, now is the time. Definitely you should start learning some good jokes and cutting their ass, like really studying them and just start making comments back <laughs> at True. the family functions. True. Like you cornball ass. <laughs> no, I can never. I don't. To me, that to me, it's a form of bullying, and I don't support that. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just I've been bullied, so I'm not the type to bully you back. <clears throat> Shit, I am. <laughs> I no. am. Now that I'm older, yes, absolutely. Oh well. Now that I'm older, I'm gonna talk my shit back to you. But to ever like bring you down, like I wouldn't want to because I am one person that pays attention very well, and I will blow all your shit out. <laughs> I will air you out, homie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm one of those. But nah, I won't. I won't ever do that. I, I'm too nice. <laughs> Man, thankfully I've moved my ass. So far away from my family. I live in Florida now. I have no family around me for a reason, y'all. Because I'm petty for real. Like, now that I'm older, I'm not taking that shit from family. Oh, you you said something about me, like, to the rest of the family, I'm sending you to hell. Yeah. Like, you, like, even with toxic. my... Even, no, not even, not even though some toxic shit. It's just, you get tired. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. That's what I was saying. Like, my family is very toxic in a lot of ways. And, the, and I've always said that my family is its biggest enemy. And the reason why this family didn't secure generational wealth was all the toxicity within it. Uh, the, the tendency to drink. I have like four aunts, out of, four aunts and uncles out of the, well, not my uncle, but out of like eight of them that are siblings, my aunts and uncles and my dad, like four of them are heavy drinkers. 
Yeah. Like that sibling rivalry they be having within each other. Them pinning the yeah. kids against each other. Them like spreading rumors about each other. Like y'all spent all that damn toxic negative ass energy instead of using it productively and saying like, hey, there's eight of us. Let's all buy a house. And, you know, we live on separate floors until someone else can afford to buy a house. Like the Arabs do or like the Chinese do. Yeah. That they, you know, they be crapping up all in one house and then they buy a building and then they go, you know, they start yeah. like that. And they start building. They start putting stores everywhere. But no, when you come from a toxic family, that is a dream <laughs> that uh. they can't even fathom. Because they just be so busy tearing each other down and, like you said, worried about weight. I don't, you know, I do believe in taking constru- constructive criticism. Like, I've had family members tell me, like, oh, you know, you, you should take care of your health better and things like that. But to yeah. flat out sit there and make comments, what you think? You're, you're building an environment of hostility when your family member walks in the room and the first thing you say is, oh, wow, another plate? Or like, yeah, like, oh damn, you not full yet? Or like, damn, like, you know, there's a way if you feel like your family member, because I do believe like, if you're family and you feel like, okay, the weight is something you have to comment on because you're generally concerned about this person's health or their mental state or whatever, you could pull them to the side like, <coughs> hey, cuz, you going through something? <coughs> or hey, niece, you going through something? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because you don't look like yourself or... You know, have you been taking, you know, stuff like that? You don't just come Word out. it out and come out all wrong. Everybody looking at yeah, you like. Yeah, a family Making function. you feel uncomfortable and shit. Yeah, that's You don't even want to eat in public. Yeah, that yeah. sounds crazy for real. Mm-hmm. But good thing, you know, that that wasn't a part of my toxic family because I ain't gonna lie. Everybody yeah, it was always like a, it was, it's always like, <laughs> well, between them, it's kind of like a combative kind of like. You know, what you got, what you spending your money on, and then, you know, like... Oh, like competition? Yeah. So your family's, like, on that type of time? Oh, they're bougie. Yeah. They're bougie oh, toxic. Oh, fuck, yeah. They're bougie toxic. Yeah. They all, like, own houses and yeah. stuff. That's cute, yeah. though. <laughs> That's semi-normal. It's semi-normal? I hope so. Yeah, they're bougie <laughs> toxic, for sure. Yeah, I don't think... I think I could say the thing that lacks <clears throat> in the family now is because my family was really, really, really tight. Um, mind you, we all talk shit about each other or whatever like that, normal family shit. But you can't say shit to not one member and not have all the rest right, of them everybody come by. Like, hold up, homie, what you doing? Like, yeah, you you catching it from all sides. Um, that's without a doubt. And if something happens, like it's always like a come together type of moment. That's without a doubt. Like family meetings. Yeah, like oh yeah, for sure. Get out of um, here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um. Gatherings like we would all like have like it would be like a birthday party at the 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 bigger like my uncle's house my uncle he was always a ground of a house um that we would go to um my aunt Maria was a house that we would always go to like um in New Jersey we were one of the houses that everybody went to like it was kind of all the events were there like yeah I know that we had a lot of family events too though but now that our like queen is not around the grandmother yo that always happens the mate once the matriarch dies i swear it's like the family dynamic changes changes because i'm not gonna lie you know like growing up this and that's why i've always been so disappointed in the way us cousins turned out with each other we've tried to like reconnect but there's been too many toxic instances and occurrences within there too but 
Like, I get so disappointed because our family has always had these issues, right? The adults. And we watch them. And my cousins and I have had these conversations. We've watched them in toxic situations with each other. We've watched them tell, like, certain... My father never did this, for example. Like, if he was mad at one of, one of his siblings uh-huh. and we were going to a party, they never... Told like my dad never was like oh don't when you go uncle, in there yeah. don't talk to that aunt don't yeah, talk to no. that uncle don't talk to that no, no no that was it but we did have aunts and uncles like that that you could tell they had a whole speech in the car on the way there like oh. you better not say hi to your uncle or your cousin and and it would be that funniness and they kind of trained us some of the um you know aunts and uncles yeah trained us in that weird way and then um. I have an uncle named Pablo. He was at the house in Jersey we would go to. Okay. And he's like, he's like one of my favorite. Well, he's my favorite uncle. The only only uncle I have on that side. Yeah. And um, he's my favorite because he always he's a Pisces like me, mm. and he always with his family he would make sure he was a part of the family and at the functions and interact and he's always been there if you need him, but. His lifestyle, his mentality and everything has always been so different from the toxic side of the family. Like the toxic side of the family, they'll call you at one, you know, one o'clock in the morning to to gossip about a sibling. And he's always been like on on some like, no, like with his family that he created, focusing on his wife, his kids. And he'll show up and he'll be there, but he's not there for the BS. You know, he's there. If somebody dies, he got money for the funeral, you know, drives a nice car, has a nice house. Like he was always one of those. And I always looked up to that because like the other side of the family, like the ones that were focused doing all that petty stuff, like, oh, if you see your cousin, don't say hello. And, and the ones who had deeper toxic issues, they trained their kids up in a crazy way and and their lives were always in a disarray, always going through something financially, always just because just that just negative energy all around. Mm. So, yeah, like we were saying, once the so the queen died like two years ago or so. The king died first a long time ago. By your way. your grandfather. Yeah, my grandpa died first. Like, uh, I think we're celebrating. Over, and is all of this from your years. mother's side of the family? This is all my mom's side of the family. Okay. Correct. I was I was more close to my mom's side of the family. That's who I grew up with. Those are my aunts. Those are my uncles. I don't know my dad's side of the family. Okay. He had, I had one uncle. He had one brother, and he passed away. So I never oh, got dad. to meet him. Um, I did meet when we did fly over there though. And we, we finally had met our grandma, but our grandmother over there suffers from uh, Alzheimer's. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, I only have a set of cousins, just like me and my brother. It's a boy and a girl. And they were, ra- well, the girl was raised Jehovah Witness, and the boy, we like, we, we weren't in contact with each other, so we don't really know about anything about each other. Okay, so, you, so yeah, so, so when I was you refer to your family, it's all yeah. your mom, It's right? all my mom's side, yeah. Like, that's, that's my matriarch right there, like, you know, that's yeah. my... So, yeah, once the queen died, like, the love, like, the whole, like, family dynamic, and like you were saying, it it just dispersed, like. Yeah, that's like, where I was going with that. That's a fact. It's like, totally, it's like once the matriarch dies. It's, it's crazy, though. Because they're the glue holding everybody together. Oh, yeah, they're the the problems are there, but it's like everybody's going to come together for grandma. Yeah. Everybody going to, and that's, that, that's crazy. That's how it was on my father's side of the family. All those things growing up, everybody was congregating and getting together. My grandmother was the first to die. She died in 2011, I believe. Yeah, 2011. She died 75. And um, 
once she died, everything started, yeah, like dying down. Like yeah. there was less functions. The family wouldn't get together as much. And yeah. that started. And then I was already like 15, 16 at the time. So I wasn't really paying too much attention to that. Yeah. And then I realized like when my grandfather died in 2014, that was it. He was, but there was a lot of conflict even with my grandfather. He was staying in one aunt's house. And even that got sticky and people, but once they both. Man, to get all of my family in the same room like it was when I was growing up, oh my God, you would need, I don't know, Jesus himself would have to be there. And even then, I think some family members wouldn't show up. Like, And it's sad because it's always the grandparent, like it shouldn't be like that. Like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure that when the grandmothers die, they don't want their (coughs) kids to separate, if anything. No, they want them to become stronger. I know my grandma is looking down right now like, <laughs> like y'all is y'all judging word. She's she's mad. She's mad because it's like y'all falling apart. Like it shouldn't be like that. Y'all should put y'all differences aside and at least still get together for those important times and stuff. Yeah, like you know, and slowly it's like <coughs> less and less of them come. You know, but I don't know. That to me is. That's a thing. That's a toxic thing. I feel like y'all can all put y'all differences aside. Yeah. You know, be together. So do they have differences? Is it like, what are the differences about? Are they? I don't really know their business. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, my mom's one of the oldest three. Yeah, okay. So, out of 11. So it's a bunch of them. Yeah. And it's, you know, within, throughout, you know. I'm guessing it's just a lot of drama that's happened throughout the years and stuff. Oh, and then, yeah. Yeah, and now that the queen's not here to be like, I, you know, let that go and to, like, you know, to be like, eh. Now eh, the super petty is coming out. Yeah, the pettiness is coming out, yeah. That makes sense. Now the true colors are showing, and that sucks. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and then you have, I mean, I have a a friend (laughs) who's a. you know when your family stops giving you like helping hand, like not even like it's a helping hand, but like you know like um, you're a mom and you know you should like you should constantly be with your kid. You shouldn't have no freedom or nothing like that. Yeah. Like, to nah. me, that's a toxic trait. In a parent, a like that's that's some fucked up shit. Like you should still want your kid to not go crazy. Yep, that's <laughs> a know? fact. No, and that's huge because. If you notice in this generation, the grandmothers are not grandmothering. Not at all. They're not. <laughs> the grandmothers are not grandmothering. Like, <coughs> I find that to be so crazy. They, they're they so busy living their lives or, I don't know, the grandmothers is in Cancun <coughs> now and they out. They, oh, they yeah, they're not no even trying. The grandchildren. Yeah. yeah, that's a super toxic trait. But, like, family, I don't know. I think family, out of all the toxic relationships you could be in, I feel like family is just the worst one because it sets the foundation for, like, dang near everything else. Yeah. I notice that people that don't come from, like, toxic families, you know, because everybody got their stuff, but toxic is different. Like, I notice people that don't come from toxic families, like, they tend to have more self-love in other areas of their life. Yeah. Like, they tend to have better relationships. They tend to stand up stand up more for themselves. Mm-hmm. They just have traits that, unfortunately, when you come from a toxic family, you have to, like, unlearn. Yeah. 
like like those bad habits and stuff so they don't carry over into your friendships they don't carry over into your romantic relationships things like that i agree i agree friendship and family toxic relationships i mean there could even be like a friend coming into your family and making it toxic i agree with that yeah. Um, there's been times Have like you had that, that happen to you? Yeah. Uh, really, like a friend of yours? Not a friend friend. Uh, an ex of mine's actually stayed in my family. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh, man. Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, I don't be with that. They, like, you know, fucked around with that family member, like, did some shit to them. Like, but you continue to talk to that person. When I was out, I was out. So yeah. whatever happened between y'all happened between y'all. I feel like as a family member... Once I break up with somebody, you do too. Yeah, factual. I, yeah, my family has been guilty of that. I've had aunts have my ex-girlfriend in, in in her house, hanging out dang near every day. Yeah, like, it's crazy stuff. Like, man, but one thing I noticed, like, whenever that happens, whenever that family member chooses a side, sooner or later, that ex of yours gives them a reason to understand why they should have never helped them in the first place. Um, yeah. Every single time. And I fucking say that all the time. I was like, you guys are the dumb ones for fucking even being a part of it. Like. Right. Nobody told you to fucking keep them around. Like, you saw how they fucking treated me. What right. Like, like, what makes you think it was going to be different for you? Yeah. Correct. I'm telling you. And I always thought that was weird, too. Like, exes that, that, that try to rely on their... On the ex-partner's family members. Like, why would you even want to be around my family? Like, yeah, why would you even want to build... I mean, I get wanting to build friendships, but wanting to build friendships, like, that far? Yeah, no, like, that's... that you want to... Never made no that sense you to me. with my cousin type shit? Like, that's weird. Yeah, like, why are you still trying to hang around, stalker? Like, yeah, yeah I always yeah. felt those... Yeah, I never liked that. I always felt like, why are you still... That's the toxic trait in, in, that, that rose from relationship to friendship to family <laughs> yeah like it just encompasses a whole three yeah. perfectly because that's just weird like i feel like once you no once, yeah, once, once i'm done with a person like why are you having them in your house like last year my aunt had my ex-girlfriend come into her house every day drinking with her and like my ex-girlfriend would call me like i'm here at your aunt's house and in my head i'll be like yo what are you doing there go home like we haven't been together in 10 years girl like why are you still hanging around my family but just weird stuff and then you know but to me family is the worst because they should have the backbone to be like no you're not allowed here we saw what happened with that's it yeah, sorry like no should... hard feelings that's a that's a toxic check with her family too yo really though not riding for your family and picking outsiders. That's, That's a toxic oh. <laughs> Don't get you started. Don't and I won't. Because <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, you know what, why I just side like that. Like, I definitely had a situation like that last summer. And it led to a whole bunch of other BS. Uh, and it's just... Honestly, like, the way I've dealt with, like, having toxic like family is just letting go of the fantasy of like what I think a family should be like or what I wanted it to be because I feel like toxic family relationships are the hardest ones to get out of because y'all blood yeah that's factual that's factual you can always it's hard to lose a friend and leave a friend over some toxic shit but it's even harder to 
to cut to your blood. With a family like, member. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> but one thing that has helped me, like, is just definitely releasing. I've even had to do it with my own dad, like, when he's becoming too much, like, just taking breaks from them and also just letting go of that fantasy and realizing like nobody's perfect and if you had toxic parents they just did the best that they knew how to do yeah at the time what was in their <coughs> capacity and like not hold like hard feelings that definitely helped in the healing process because when you got toxic family members like i keep saying that that spills over into everything else yeah and, like, it's just, no. I think the first step is, like, being, like, you know what? They're never going to be the aunt I wanted them to be. Or they're never yeah. going to be the mom I wanted her to be. Or he's never going to be the dad. Or, you know, th- th- my sibling is never going to be, you know, we're never going to be close. And then just cutting them the hell out. <laughs> I'm dead. So wrong. And being, like, no, but yeah. it's true. Friends are hard, too, though. Friends are hard to cut off, too. I don't know. At least for me. I value my friendships. That's why I'm like, damn. I was listening to your your toxic friendship stories early, and I'm like, yo, I've never... I've been so grateful that I've had, like, toxic family and, like, stuff. Like, I didn't even scratch the surface, guys. I just didn't want to get too personal. <laughs> but I've had situations with the family that I think... I always said one thing. Like, God gives you um, good friends. As an apology for shitty family. Like, I always I said that. I that. Yeah, so I, I I, I'm that. thankful I, I didn't have to go through that with my friends. Because it sounds like you done been through some shit with your friends. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they weren't really friends. Everybody, my mom always used to tell me that everybody's not your friend. That was my problem. I always tried to see the good in people. So, yeah. the My toxic, my toxic trait is I can't pick friends. <laughs> you got the I, rose-colored I, glasses when it yeah, comes to I do. friendship. Yeah, rose colored boys and girls. The yeah. base thems. Yeah, no, I never had good luck. I always. That's why I'm like. I guess that's why I have like trust issues. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like don't. I really don't trust people. Like, I really be like, nah, you could be a snake at any minute. Like, I'm one of those. Saying you never had any luck with friends? Nah, it was always kind of like a backstabbing thing. It was always. I, oh, trust issues was where I was at. I don't have really... Yeah, I'm the type of person that feels like you would be a snake at any point in time. Like, some, like somewhere so down everyone? the line. Um, I learned how to read people a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, up until recently. Like, recently my circle went from, like, a lot of people who I thought were my friends to, like, maybe I got, like, a top five. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably why I don't have many because, like, I I don't know. My intuition when I meet people usually tells me a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, it will tell me if I like you or not, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it'll also, I don't know. Like, I really go off of, like, vibes. Like, if I meet someone and the vibe is just off, like, even the first time, I know whether we're going to be good friends or not. I know whether I could trust you. I don't know. I'm open in that sense, but also closed. That's probably... I, I feel like that's probably why I've never really had too many toxic situations with girlfriends and stuff. Because I'm really good at reading, like, when a girl is, like, trustworthy or not. Of course, I've had my slip-ups and stuff where I misjudged a friendship or misjudged a person or forgave them for things I shouldn't have. But to go through things like them stealing... I don't know. I feel like I could smell that off of, off a of female from a mile away. Like, I could smell when a when a, when a a friend is, is, is secretly a friend of me or... 
And even yeah. by little comments they make and stuff, I can usually tell that pretty on. So thank God I've never had Recently, to. Because I don't know what I would do if I had a friend that stole a partner from me. Oh yeah. Yeah, that would be too crazy for me. Yeah, I've had yeah that I've had stole shit like actual shit from me like physical items. Physical items. Yeah, nah. See, it's stuff like that, like. Yeah, I've had people do me Whoop wrong. that and trick. <laughs> Get a whoop that trick. I've never I had I guess it's because that. I'm too fucking nice. Probably they, t- they like, take a lot of wolves and sheep. Yeah. Wait, wolves and sheep's clothing, right? They take yeah, their kindness yeah. for weakness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> never been successful. But, you know, I say screw them all. Learn how to pick them. Learn how to pick uh, your friends wisely and well. And learn how to pick out those toxic traits and... Or like a clinginess, uh, mostly clinginess. It's because a friend or like deception because your friends can deceive That's you. That's a fact. Um, just pay attention to People that secretly put you down. Just anybody that doesn't yeah. make you feel like when you're around them, like genuinely supported. Yeah, like you don't feel and like And definitely you listen really to your intuition, me. I'm telling you. Yes. And also a big one, pay attention to the way that, 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 that your friends support you. Yeah. That's another big one that I've been learning this year alone. In all types of ways, though. Like, yeah. mentally. Mentally, emotionally, emotionally business-wise. Yeah, and like. How they show up for you. Because that's that could be like another love, thing. And, like, materialistically, not for nothing, but, like, like, hey, friend, what are you doing today? Let me take you out. Like, you know. That I don't agree with so no. much. Just because... To me, I take that as, like, you're inviting me out for quality time to catch up. That's how I take that. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, like, the spending money part. I don't know, because I, I got several friends that we go out. We go out to eat, and we'll do brunch, or we'll we'll meet up for lunch and work on our laptops. I've had those situations before. And I never felt too some type of way about the mo- monetary aspect. Just because, I don't know, we all grown now. We all got bills. But at least in my friend group. Yeah, yeah. I don't really take it personally if I'm not being treated to something. Cause, and mostly in my friend's group, we all got kids. Rent, like, yeah. Cardinals, like, might buy each other a coffee, a drink at the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a whole lunch? I'm dead. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> I'm dead. Well, no, yeah, we. I mean, with my group of friends, like, it's always been like that, like, you know, like, we'll go out to eat with each other, and if you got, just give me whatever you got, and I'll cover you, like, type shit. Like, oh, okay, had, yeah, that makes sense. I've always had that. Or like, yeah, that was hey, my younger relationships, for yeah. sure. Well, I, I, like, I feel like I still have that in my daughter relationships. Like, hey, um, if you cook, you can eat, or, like, some shit like that. Like, oh, we have friends like that. What, that, that, that Oh, they I cook? have my one whole boy, shout out to John. He fucking, he's the one that'll be like, come cook for me, nigga. And like, I'm sad. Like, watch TV and shit. Like, he's one of That's cute. Yeah. That's cute. That's like the friendships that mean the most to me. Like, if you just want to spend time with me and we bullshit and stuff like that. Like, you you enjoy my company just as much as I enjoy yours. Like, those are the friendships I'm going for now. Like, I've learned to get out of the toxic, like, materialistic-wise. Like, I mention it because, it, like, in some aspects of friendships, you do have it, but it's not a big thing to me. Yeah. Um, to me, it's more of, like, I got time with you. We got a lot in common. Like, if we're going to go out somewhere, like, let's plan a trip. Like, I want to spend time with you. Like, oh, those are like my that. favorite kind of friends. Yeah, like... The ones that want to take vacations with you. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones that I'm, like, more on the... Like, 
that's where I'm, I'm at with my friends now. Like, I learned to get away from the ones who are, like, I learned to pick up the ones who are mooching off of your soul and, you know. Oh, yeah, and, like, just using you. Oh, my God, yeah, because I had a toxic. Okay, so I, this wasn't too toxic. It's not nothing they did to me, but it is a toxic friendship treat. Those people that only lean on you when they're going through something. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Now, listen, right? I'm most definitely the friend that you can vent to if you're having a bad day. You could have a sad day around me. I don't get upset if, if one of my friends is just not her normal self when we chill in. And I'm not, like, one of those, like, ew, like, you're killing the vibe. Like, I'm not one of those. I'm very much, like, you good? You need a shot? Like, what's up? You want to talk about it? Yeah, like, definitely. But at the same time, I used to have a friendship that I started. And it actually started off, like, fake romantic until I met the girl and realized (laughs) I didn't have no romantic interest in her. So I tried to build a friendship with her. And, y'all, when I tell you every time this girl called me, it was never no good news. Mm. Never. It was always something negative happening in her life. And we'd be on the phone for hours. And, and like I said, I'm cool with venting. Or maybe you're going through a rough patch in life of a couple months of something. But no. These were full-blown, like, every day of her life was, life was dark and dreary. And she was starting to drain me with the shit. Oh, no. It was like one That's problem toxic. after... Yeah, and then I don't feel Bring like... Bring me down with you, but this is not a company. No, for real. And then they I would take breaks. Yo, exactly. <laughs> and I would take breaks, right, to see if, oh, maybe it's just something she's going through. I'd listen a few times, get over it. But I soon realized, like, over the course of the year that I never... I can't remember one conversation that we had between each other that it was positive in any way. Oh, no. That, like, she told me something good and happy happened to her. And I was always, you know, on the other side being supportive. Like, hey, you know, it's okay. You can get through this. And you just got to do this and learn to do this. You know, just trying to give advice as a friend shoot. And I swear she had a, a, a problem for every solution. Like, I think that's a very heavy friend trait. Like, when people put all their negative on you. Like, damn, girl, yeah, call me. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's toxic to, like, come down here with me. Yeah, it would be like, girl, where is the positivity? So people like that are definitely toxic, like energy vampires. Yeah. Definitely That's a lot a of people. That's a good term. I like that. No, really, though. Energy, they zap you of all your life and all your energy. Mm-hmm. And your family could do that, too. They can suck you and drain you for all your life. Yo, what? Listen, that's a super toxic trait. (laughs) So I think the moral of the story from episode (laughs) one and two is pay attention to the sides and remove yourself no matter how hard it is, no matter how much in love you are with this person, no matter how... Always put yourself first because at the end of the day, when you're going down, you're going down dolo bolo. You ain't taking nothing with you, ain't taking nobody with you. You might take somebody's, like, feelings of love and shit with you, but when Even you in that, it, do we know that for yeah, sure? Yeah, for sure, it's true. Like, but you, once you in the third, you in the dolo bolo, buddy. There ain't nobody going with you. Only yeah, one person fit in like, that box, Toxic bro. relationships are no-go. and it's I all think draining. I, Don't put time into shit that drains you. At all. And I think another big takeaway <coughs> is... Yes, not all toxic relationships are going to be toxic forever. Some are probably worth saving. But 
if you see like the people in your life like your parents your your friends your partner they're not willing to they're not willing to change their toxic ways. They're not willing to go to therapy with you. They're not willing to... Like, it's a relationship you really want to save, but they're just like, oh, this is just who I am. Definitely drop them like a bag of bricks. Oh, yeah. Out the door. Because it's better than driving yourself literally crazy, chasing after toxic... There's a reason why it's called toxic. Like, you... It's intoxicating. <laughs> You're in it, and the thrill of the... Drama and the trace, chase and all that, but ultimately it takes more from it, you it than what it gives. Take, it does literally take a lot, and you should definitely just, like I said, just be there for yourself first, and don't ignore those signs. Love is blind in all forms, but don't ignore the signs. Like, and as reverting back to the first episode, like uh, Natalie said, like vet somebody, dead ass. Like, take your time. Like, actually do it. Um, I don't agree with the whole dating a bunch of people shit, but yeah, I mean, like, I'll give it a whirl, you know what I'm saying? I think everybody should give it a whirl. If it's not for you, it's not for you. <laughs> but, you know, and as far as, like, family members, like, don't let them bring you down. Like, if you feel like the energy is negative and it's being toxic towards you and you're being, like, let it go. As far as friends, listen, friends come and go. And definitely vet your friends, too. That's oh, a big absolutely. one. Vet your friends very wisely. When you open and you like an open-hearted person and you're just ha so full of love, sometimes you think you open in your hearts and you could be opening your damn heart to a demon. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> that wants your life. You <laughs> Not, know, that's extreme, but... Word, like, always look at the good in people, but don't ignore the bad. Definitely. Don't ignore the bad. Like. Definitely. That's <laughs> a good one right there. Don't ignore the bad. So... With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Of course, I'm going to tag M's Instagram in my <laughs> comments. If you guys, well, in the description of this audio, if you guys want to follow her on Instagram. Thanks for having me. For sure. <laughs> I hope this was as entertaining for you as it was for me and also for the listener. <laughs> and um, you can follow the host on Instagram at BornStarVenus underscore. You can follow this podcast page on Instagram. Um, Culture Digest podcast and you can email me any inquiries to be on the show any commentary at digestculture2021 at gmail.com please don't forget to like, review, share rate, all of that good stuff, it helps with my follower engagement and it's very much appreciated and until next week <laughs>